On July 6, 2022, the emergency services of the state of Michigan in the United States received a distress call from a boy named Paul, reporting that his 15-year-old brother was unconscious. The boy had autism and ADHD and required extra care and attention from his family. Unfortunately, when the paramedics arrived at the scene, the boy had already passed away. The subsequent autopsy revealed startling information. So much so that during court hearings, his own mother vomited in court after seeing the photos of her son's condition. But the question was, who was responsible for his death? This is the story of Timothy Ferguson. Shandar Vander Ark was born in Muskegon, Michigan, United States, in 1979. She had five children, Nolan, Paul, Millie, Timothy and Gabriel. The first four were from her first marriage to a man named Eric Ferguson, and the last child was with her second husband, Adam Vander Ark. Shandar and Eric separated in 2012, and one of the main reasons for the separation was due to her neglect of the children. Eric fought in court for sole custody and said he would sue his ex-wife if she tried to obtain full custody of them. As judicial information involving minors is kept strictly confidential in some states in the United States, and this case is one of those, we do not know the exact reasons which would explain how Eric could gain sole custody. However, what is known is that she agreed for Nolan, Paul, Millie and Timothy to remain with their father. Perhaps she permitted this out of fear of losing them altogether. The agreement stated that she would pay child support and be able to see her children during scheduled visits lasting three hours per month. These visits would be supervised by a social services worker. Let's be honest here, everyone. Although we don't know the exact details, there is a clear indication that something very serious must have occurred for the state to only allow a mother to see her children for supervised visits three hours per month. One of these children, Timothy, who was born on August 6th, 2006, was diagnosed with autism and ADHD. Timothy was behind in his cognitive development. He also had motor coordination problems, which prevented him from walking normally, as well as some speech disorders. He needed a lot of care. He was no longer attending school due to his issues with socialisation. He was being homeschooled instead of going to regular school. Homeschooling is quite common in the US. The years went by, Shandar had more free time and started college. In 2016, she graduated with a law degree. In 2018, she began working as a research assistant at Western Michigan University's Cooley Law School. It was during this period that she met and fell in love with Adam, who would eventually become her second husband and father to her fifth child, Gabriel. In May 2021, Eric... Shandar's ex-husband, informed her that he was seriously considering sending Timothy to foster care. According to him, Timothy was becoming increasingly out of control and he was unable to cope alone. Shandar offered to take care of Timothy as she did not want him going into foster care, 
She said she would try it at least for a while. Remember, though, that only nine years earlier, the two were in a legal fight and Eric did not want Shandar to have custody of the children. He must have believed that Shandar was a changed person. She had graduated in law, was working at a university, remarried and had a new family. What could possibly go wrong? After a conversation between the two ex-spouses, it was decided that, in addition to Timothy, Paul, his older brother, would go along to live with Shandar too. This was actually a decision made by Paul himself, who at the time was 19 years old. He said he felt he wanted to become closer to his mother again. In January 2022, Adam, Shandar's husband, suffered a stroke and became very weak. He needed to be in a wheelchair. The family decided that he should go and live with his parents so that he could receive the necessary care and attention he needed at that time. Shandar was 42 at the time. She had three children at home, one with special needs. So taking care of them and her husband would be too much. On Wednesday, July 6th, just six months later, at around half past six in the morning, Paul called the emergency services to say that his brother Timothy was unconscious and needed urgent help. The paramedics arrived very quickly, but found Timothy to be unresponsive. He was lying on the basement floor, very thin, weighing almost half of what he should be. He was dirty, covered in bruises, and he was not just unconscious. He was completely lifeless. The paramedics alerted the police as it was clear there was something very wrong in this house. Shandar was seen weeping at the front door of her house, in a very distressed state. Oh, ma'am. I'm Officer Stefanich. Right now we got some people coming over to talk to you, okay? You have another son inside the house? I do. Yeah. Are they sleeping still right now? One of them is, yeah. The 20-year-old's oh. awake. He's 20? No, the 20-year-old's awake. Okay. He, he's, been, he's been wearing really loose clothes the last couple of weeks. He's really skinny. He's really skinny, and I didn't notice till this morning because he wouldn't, like, I asked him if he's okay, and he would not answer me. Like, he's 15. He's been... He, he, he has autism? Yeah. Like a high-functioning... Yeah. <laughs> I just, I had no clue how bad it was. Oh my God. Like I said, he did, he did this back in, oh, my husband's stroke was January 3rd. Mm-hmm. So he did this back in, I don't know, second week of January for almost three weeks. And then he finally, he ate some, uh, he ate something last night. I can't remember what it was now, I'm sorry. It's okay. Where's your, where's your husband now? He's down at his parents' house because he can't get in our house because the crew, he can't get up the stairs. Oh. And nobody's answering the phone at their house. She claimed that Timothy was so thin because he had decided to go on a hunger strike. This was not plausible due to the extensive bruising on the boy's body found during the autopsy. The pathologist who examined the body, concluded that some ligaments had been torn 
and that the cause of death was due to decreased resistance to hypothermia due to malnutrition and dehydration. Her cell phone was analysed and the police found several messages to Paul, her older son, stating that Timothy needed to be punished by being deprived of sleep. Some of the messages were, Please make sure you go downstairs regularly to make sure Timothy is not asleep before you leave to work. Maybe we should leave the light on. That way it will be harder for him to fall asleep. Feel free to dump some cold water on him. I honestly don't care if you get a little tough with him. Furthermore, and worst of all, actually worst of all up until that moment, because a lot of horrible things were still to be uncovered, was a video recorded a few weeks before Timothy's death, where Shandar appears to be dragging him around the house. Timothy was panting, wet, and she insulted him, attacked him, saying that the boy was an idiot. She took him down to the basement and threw him into a compartment under the stairs and locked him in. The police assumed that Paul was the one who recorded the video. The police obtained a warrant to search the house. They discovered the compartment in the basement under the stairs. They could not believe that this was the place where Timothy had to sleep. The cubicle had a piece of cardboard on the floor, which was where he must have slept. A plastic tarp, presumably used as a makeshift blanket. In addition, this so-called room was extremely unsanitary. There was a stench of urine and faeces in the air that attracted a lot of attention. As a result of this, Shanda and Paul were arrested. Shanda was accused of torture and murder. Paul was accused of physical violence. Shocking facts were uncovered after further investigations. Some of these were admitted through statements made by Paul himself. That's your brother. Yeah. That's June 13th. Less than a month ago, you sent this picture to her and you said, he's looking like a skeleton, we need to give him more food. But you guys didn't give him more food over the next couple weeks. You guys gave him less and more punishment and less bread and more bread with hot sauce. That's what really happened. You reached out to her and said, this is scary looking, right? You probably thought, he can barely walk. You sent a picture of his legs, right? You sent this picture of his legs to your mother right here. You sent this to her, and what'd you say? Something along the lines of, no wonder he can barely stand up or walk. Look at that. And your mother, being smart and, and intelligent and the smartest woman in the room, she didn't do anything about that, didn't think about taking him to the doctor, didn't think about, we have to give him some more food, like seriously now. Instead, what do you think she did? She gave him less and more punishment. Until what? He ends up dead. And what did she tell the police? He was always wearing baggy clothes, so I didn't notice anything until last night. Another just blatant lie. Another blatant lie. If this was all an accident, why would she lie to us? If this was all an accident, why wouldn't she just say, we, we were having a really hard time with him. I thought he was okay. No, she knows that he looked like this. That he looked like this. Look at his face right there. That's not who your brother looked like, is it? No. He didn't look like that. Does that look like it? That looks like somebody in a casket that you see at a funeral. That's what that looks like. And it's sickening and disgusting. 
And you sent this picture to her too, didn't you? You sent that to her, didn't you? Yeah. You sent that to her on July 5th. Right before the, the, the day leading up to him being found dead. Does he look like he's okay right there? No. Why'd you send that picture? I was concerned. He, yeah, once again, you're not the smartest person in the room and you're concerned. Did she do anything about it? No, you know what she said? He's going to sleep in the bath all night tonight. He's sleeping in the bath all night tonight. The smartest woman in the room. He's getting the bathtub all night for punishment. Make sure the shower curtain's away so I can see him. And what happens later on that night? At some point between the time this is picture sent and the time you wake up in the morning, he dies. Because he's alive right here, right? Yeah. 100%. Yeah. He's alive. Did she tell you to smack him and see if he blinks? Or is that a different time? That was... Is that this time or a different time? You smack him in the face to see if he's faking it? I was trying to see what was going on, trying to see if he would even respond if what was going on with him. I was Because to I'm you, scared. not the smartest person in the room, to you, you already know. This isn't okay. This is a dying person. This is your brother dying. <coughs> Sorry about that. This is your brother. He's almost dead. Another and, thing. And so she I kept setting him up. Yeah. And I would come back a little later and I would notice that he would, he actually had moved himself back down. I wasn't sure if it was intentional or if he was trying to clear up his airway, maybe. But, but just move it. Well, what is that supposed to mean? Well, he must be okay because he moved a little bit? That's where we're at? I wasn't He's sure. He's so far gone that you, you're like questioning if he moves a little bit, he must be okay? Come on. I wasn't no, sure. Where did that stuff come from? Where did that come from? Didn't your mother send you messages that said, I saw him move? I saw him. Did she send that to you? Yes. And what does that mean to her? That it's fake? Is this fake to you? No. Is your brother lying on the floor dead? Is that fake to you? No. You know who it didn't matter to at all? You know why I didn't see shed a single tear the whole day I was there? Your mom. Did you see her cry a real tear? Yes. I saw a whole bunch of fake. You know what my job is to see? Fake. You know what I saw a whole bunch of? Fake. Because at the end of the day, this... Your brother gone? That's a problem for her that's gone. She never was trying to solve this problem. She was never trying to make him into this perfect person because she's smart enough to know that isn't going to happen. He's never going to be you. He's never going to be Gabriel because he has too many problems. He's not going to be that. She's smart enough to know that. That's how we ended up here. The smartest woman in the room took advantage of you. And she asked you to do these things over and over and over again. And this is the woman you're sitting here saying she cares so much. Does she really, though? She asked you to handcuff your brother, pour hot sauce in his mouth. She asked you to pour hot sauce on his penis. Your mother asked you to do those things because she cares so much. She puts you in that spot. And now you're right in the middle of an investigation in which your brother died. And this is criminal. This is a crime. Did your brother deserve to die?
No. Should he be dead right now? No. Is he dead for by the choices of others? Yeah. Who made those choices? Who made the choices for him to be dead right now? Did you make some of those choices? No. Who made those choices? Mama. Yeah. She did, didn't she? That's what's real. That's what's no. real. Now, did you do some of the things she asked you to do? Yes. Absolutely, you did. Does that put you in the wrong? Doing those things? Does it? It does. It puts you in the wrong. Yeah. It does. Because but you thought she knew it was best. You just said I, I heard you say it. I, knew, I thought she knew it. I thought maybe, maybe said, I thought maybe it would something somewhere would change. Because she's smart, right? And she knows what she's talking about. And she loves you all of you. And she cares all about all of you. But when you really step back and you look at yourself and Gabriel and Timothy, we're all three of you treated the same. No. Was one of you treated like, who really cares? Who really cares? Punish him, punish him, punish him, punish him. Ice bath, hot sauce, handcuffs, closet. He lived in a closet. You said he spent most of his day in a closet, peeing on himself, pooping on himself, eating only bread. Sometimes only with hot sauce on it. That's the hottest hot sauce you can get your hands on. That's life. He's probably relieved that he's dead. He's probably relieved because that's torture. He was tortured by you guys for months. Tortured. Why? Because he was different than you guys? Because he couldn't follow directions? Because he couldn't follow your mom's rules? Is that why? He stole food? Is it that big of a deal? Is, is this food worth killing somebody over? No. That's what happened here. Over stealing food and not following rules. You said that your dad's very controlling. You know who's also very controlling? Your mom's controlling you without you even knowing it. That's narcissistic. Your mom controlled you and you had no idea. You thought all this stuff you're doing was for the, for, for your brother. This is going to be better for my brother. This is what's best for my brother. Those are the things you came in here saying. Is that real? I don't know what is or isn't anymore. It doesn't seem real to me. It doesn't seem real to me at all. Hey! Você se interessa por crimes reais, serial killers, coisas macabras e tem um senso de humor um tanto quanto sórdido? Se sim, você não está sozinho. Se você precisa de um lugar recheado de pessoas como você, venha conhecer o podcast Pátria Amada Criminal. Todas as semanas tentamos entender o pior da humanidade. Nesse processo a gente ri, chora, fica brava, fofoca, porque afinal de contas é assim que a gente fala quando está entre amigos. Suas novas melhores amigas trevosas estão aqui no Pátria Amada Criminal. At first, Shanda seemed to be negligent to Timothy's basic needs. Over time, this negligence escalated into full, abusive episodes. She constantly said that the boy should not have been born, that he was worthless, and that it would be much better if he were dead. Timothy was deprived of food, sleep, beaten, locked in a closet. Her older son Paul was a co-conspirator in these heinous acts. 
Timothy did not have access to any type of food. The cupboards and refrigerator were padlocked, and he only ate what he was given. Shandar had an idea to buy a type of extra hot pepper sauce, which came with a warning on the label, which said that it was an extremely spicy product and could cause harm to health if ingested in large quantities. She bought it online, and Timothy's meals consisted of bread topped with large quantities of this sauce. It was also discovered that she sometimes applied it to the boy's private parts. On the rare occasions that Timothy received other types of food, it was usually either cold or raw. One day he found some pieces of bread and hamburger near the kitchen trash and ate them. Upon realising what her son had done, Shandar put her finger down his throat to make him vomit. Not because the food was for the trash and that it could cause him harm, but because he hadn't asked for permission to eat it. Furthermore, Shandar and Paul, for fun, sometimes left Timothy in a bathtub of ice water for a long time. The fun, for them, was seeing the boy struggling from the cold as soon as he got out. Timothy didn't have a bedroom. He was locked in that basement stairwell, where he only had a piece of cardboard and a plastic tarp to sleep on. Because he was constantly trapped there, he didn't have access to the bathroom when he needed it. Sometimes diapers were put on him. So the place where he slept was also basically a toilet. The smell, as I said, was unbearable. Shanda's trial began recently, on December 13th, 2023, and Paul agreed to testify as a witness for the prosecution to try to alleviate his own sentence. Paul recounted everything. He denied the story that Timothy went on hunger strike and said that he only helped his mother mistreat Timothy to make her proud of him. He said he wanted her approval. He also said that when she realised that her son was dead, she ordered him to change the boy's clothes before calling the ambulance. At the same time, she removed items from the scene that could incriminate her for mistreatment. She removed the chains the locks on the cabinets, and some other things that would be in the paramedic's field of vision. When Shandar was called to defend herself, she said that she kept her son locked up for his own safety, because when he was let roam the house, he would get hurt, eat food from the trash and feel sick. She said that she never intended to hurt her son. Regarding the pepper sauce, she said she gave it to Timothy because he really liked spicy food and this was a way to please him. However, Prosecutor Joel Huxima presented the packaging on the bottle to the jurors. The sauce is made from the three hottest peppers in the world and the product description on the website says the following. Elijah's extreme regret is screaming super hot. It packs the fire of the three hottest peppers in the world the Trinidad Scorpion, Carolina Reaper Peppers and Habanero Peppers. Your tongue will burn from the sting of the scorpion, your eyes will tear up as the sweat pours off your head, your ears pop as the endorphins rush through you, your throat feels the burn of the Carolina Reaper going down, the pain becomes unbearable, you feel like you ate a burning hot coal. That's when you realise extreme regret is not for wimpy hot sauce lovers. 
Use with caution or you will regret it. Minutes later, she was shown photos of Timothy, of what the boy's body looked like when help was called, and the images shocked her so much that Shandar herself vomited in court. Her defence lawyer, Fred Johnson, argued that his client was unaware of the harm she caused her son and did not know that he was starving. But the prosecution disputed this hypothesis, as it was impossible for a mother not to be aware that all of this was mistreatment, especially after forcing him to eat bread with pepper, forcing him to vomit, putting him in cold baths and depriving him of sleep. Ultimately, the jurors decided that Shandar was guilty of all charges, including the charge of first-degree murder. The official reading of the sentence was scheduled for the end of January 2024, and at that time she was sentenced to life in prison without the right to parole. Paul is still in prison, awaiting his trial. Guys, honestly, I don't even know how to conclude this case. Normally I present a conclusion to the story, but everything about this case is so unbelievable that I am totally lost for words. I hope that justice will be served and that Paul receives a sentence as fair as his mother's, that Shandar remembers every day until the end of her life, why she will be in a cell forever, and that little Timothy can at least rest in peace. Hey, você se interessa por crimes reais, serial killers, coisas macabras e tem um senso de humor um tanto quanto sórdido? Se sim, você não está sozinho. Se você precisa de um lugar recheado de pessoas como você, venha conhecer o podcast Pátria Amada Criminal. Todas as semanas tentamos entender o pior da humanidade. Nesse processo a gente ri, chora, fica brava, fofoca, porque afinal de contas é assim que a gente fala quando está entre amigos. Suas novas melhores amigas trevosas estão aqui no Pátria Amada Criminal. 